everybody. Welcome to Touch by Prayer. My name is Lisa Perna. As you all know, I am so excited. My gosh, it's going to be quite the show. Okay. So because we had some technical difficulties, because it's going to be that good of a show. Oh, heck yeah. It's This is going to be a family show. You know, sometimes you, you got to bring your family along for the ride. And what I mean by my family is I'm bringing my spiritual daughter, Carrie Price Nopsy. Now, I've known Carrie for a very, very long time. And Carrie and I, when we first met, I actually heard her speaking at a uh, woman's event at our church. And I saw her and I saw the destiny. I saw what God had planted in her. And I I, I started to, to, to talk to her and we started to become friends and God started to, to bring us together and we went through different things. And then God started to say, you know, this is going to be your spiritual daughter. And I said, okay, so now let's let her know about that. And <laughs> that's exactly what happened. And God started to knit us together. And I have watched Carrie blossom in bloom into an incredible counselor and incredible speaker. And I've also seen the incredible things that she has done with people. But you know what? Thank God. God sometimes does things even better. And he brought along Margie Negri. Now, Margie is also a counselor. And you know the expression where it says two heads are better than one? Well, it couldn't be more true for these two amazing women. They actually have a practice, a counseling practice, and it's a ministry actually. And it's called Revelation Perfect Love because it's the perfect love that changes the situation. And the stories that they have told and, and the, the wisdom that these two ladies carry, I, it's such an honor. It's such a privilege to have them both on here because God is doing amazing things here in New Jersey. So without further ado, I am going to bring up Carrie and I'm going to bring up Margie and we are going to talk about what it's like when you bring Jesus into the counseling booth. Mm. Welcome guys. Welcome to Touch by Prayer. I'm so excited to have you. I hope that everybody can hear and everybody is good. Yes. Hi Lisa. Yes, we are. Lots of difficulties. Hopefully, you know, we can stay on the whole show. We're planning on it. We're planning on it. Okay. So Margie, I've actually, I, I have known you for now, what, three years? I think it's been three years, right? We were on your show years ago. And I don't know. Oh, that's I was, right. I was trying to think of when that was. Remember, Carrie? Yeah. That was back in 2015, I think, right? It was a long, that was like five years ago now. Or 16. It might've been 2016 because it was right. I think you guys came the year before I decided to go video and video came in 2017. Right. So, okay. and that was, that was a powerful show. That, that was. was a super powerful show. And um, we had technical problems then too. Yes. <laughs> I, I can't hear Margie. Oh, you can't hear Margie at all? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Well, well, well. <laughs> Well, we'll figure it out. We're going to okay. figure it out. So, um, okay. So what we're going to do is I'm going to kind of talk a little bit about you guys. So we're going to start with Carrie. I'm going to put Margie, I'm going to put you down for a little bit. Okay. okay. And if you could just kind of reboot because that way maybe we can hear you. Okay. No problem. Okay. So hello. Hello, Lisa. Okay. So, so you and I have known each other since uh, 2012. I think. Yes. Well, when Michaela was born. Probably yes. 2012. Yes. And what was so cool is that God started to show me things about you. And I, <laughs> and those who know me won't feel that this is weird because you're going to say like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is so, this is so Lisa. But I walked over and I said, hey, you and I are going to become very good friends. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to become very good friends. And I curious, remember. and I think your reaction was, "Okay, who's this? Who's this strange lady? <laughs> who is this strange lady?" Um, but God knows exactly who we need and when we need them. And so I started to watch how you took this idea, and one of the um, the the things about Revelation, perfect love, is you actually started counseling. It was just you at the time, but you really felt you went for counseling. You felt like you were called, you were called to the, um, I want to say the misfits, the unwanted, those Mm. with trouble and those, the harder the cases, the more excited you got. So why don't you come in and tell everybody a a little bit about how you got into into counseling and just give a, a brief, brief background about how you actually came to know the Lord. Sounds good? Okay, sure. At least I just want to thank you so much because you have been such an amazing support for the ministry. I mean, from the very beginning of the inception of our ministry, you were there even when we were in Middlesex in that little basement. And uh, we know that God had a plan then. We thank you for being a spiritual mom and a spiritual mom to me. So thank you so much, Lisa. I really Aww. appreciate it. I love you. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I, I became a counselor. Can you still hear me, Lisa? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm just, I'm, I'm just giving you the floor. Okay. Okay. I, I lost you for a second. Okay, um, you're good. Okay, so I became a counselor. I had the call to be a counselor. Um, newly, when I was saved, I didn't know I was supposed to be a counselor until the day I walked into an introduction to Christian counseling course, and the professor told me as he was late walking in, he said, "All of you that are here." Um, I know that God is raising up an army of Christian counselors. And when he spoke those words, it just went into my heart. And I said, wow, that, whoa, God. I was so relieved in that moment because I knew that all of my pain and everything that I went through that the Lord was going to use for his good. It was just so incredibly amazing. And in fact, I didn't even know how to get there. I actually grew up with a learning disability of ADHD. So I, I just thought, how am I ever going to get to counseling? But the Lord said, if I brought you to it, you're going to do it. And I did it. And I just went through the steps. I got my master's degree. I went to my internship. Um, and I, I worked very much in secular counseling. I used to rent a home for the state of New Jersey. In fact, I was going to that route of being like a state licensed counselor until God stopped me. And, I, and the Lord said, I have something different for you. I didn't know what that difference was, but the Lord soon introduced me to Margie, uh, who was a licensed clinical pastoral counselor. And I began to get my license through the National Christian Counseling Association. And it's so important because it fully allows me to be a minister as well as a clinical counselor. And I'm free to do that because I'm not covered by the state. I'm covered by the church. And so we can freely use God um, and the Holy Spirit and, and minister in a way that only God can can minister. I hope that that's helps. Awesome. Oh, that so helps. Okay. So Lisa says that your ministry is powerful. I agree, Lisa. Thanks, Lisa. It is ridiculously powerful. Okay. So now I'm going to bring up Margie. I'm going to put you down. We're going to bring up Margie. So Margie, can you, can you hear me? I can. Okay. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> Carrie, can you hear her now? I cannot. Okay, we're going to hide you. Okay, so <laughs> that's what we're going to do. It's going to be one of those kinds of shows, but that's okay. Um, so I got the opportunity to meet you when you and Carrie came and did my show, which was, I guess we were figuring like, 
2015. But since then, you and I have become friends and we've gotten to know each other. And I've gotten, I've actually, and I'm not ashamed or embarrassed to say it, but you know, everybody sometimes needs to have a little help. And so mm -hmm. there was a, a time that I needed to have some redirection and some correction in my life. And so I came to you for, for some pastoral counseling, but also to, um, to help me from a spiritual standpoint, because one of the things that I believe, and that's what both you and Carrie believe, is that when you bring Jesus into the counseling room, you know, you can see things in a whole new way. So why don't you just give me just a little bit of a background, how you kind of started and share with our audience just a little bit of your testimony. Okay. Well, thank you. I, once again, I just really appreciate you, Lisa. You just bring a, a power to the kingdom that we're just grateful to be a part of whatever it is you're a part of. <laughs> so we're grateful for you. Um, so, uh, I started counseling about 10 or 12 years ago now, but I really always thought I was going to be a counselor. Like I always had it on my heart, but I didn't always know the Lord. And after I had children, it was like God opened doors for me to go back to school and get my master's. And, and, and then he got, he introduced me to the NCCA. And, um, I just really felt like with the power of the Holy spirit, we could really make a difference. Because I could, I did some secular counseling and I couldn't, once, one thing is I couldn't give them Jesus. And I just, that wasn't good enough for me because I knew that Jesus was what was really going to help people. And the other thing was I didn't have the freedom to talk about the Holy Spirit and his ability to be free in a session. And actually that's even grown throughout the years. Like I see how God has just really brought that to, um, just an amazing crescendo. Like it's just a, a much bigger picture now than it was even when I started counseling. But he did always tell me that he was the counselor. Like actually the first night I was going to counsel the night before I was really worried and I was having a bit of a panic and God gave me um, Psalm 32, eight. And it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way which you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. And after that, I just was like, okay, Lord, I just show up and the Holy Spirit directs. And as long as I have always kind of expected him to be there and I always lean into him when I'm working with somebody, I've really been able to see his hand in people's lives and it makes all the difference in the world. That is so beautiful. And I want to talk a little bit about both of you. I'm going to bring Carrie up too. So let me just do it this way. So Carrie, can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear Marge? <laughs> Margie, can you talk? Me at all, Carrie? I cannot hear Margie. Okay. You can't hear Margie at Sorry. all. Okay. All right. So what we're going to do is um, we're just going to see if I can. Um, all right. We're going to see what we can do. We've been having, yeah, we've been just having some, some issues, but we'll. Every time I come on your show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. We're working on it. We're working on it. Okay. So I have technological demons that carry that follow us. We are not dealing with technological demons. Sorry. Ain't yes. happening here. Okay. So let's, let's talk. I'm going to ask each of you individually. Okay. Okay. Um, and so uh, that's how we'll kind of do it. So, um, so Carrie, let's talk about one of the, without going into specifics, okay, we're not going to talk names, but let's talk about some specifics of some of the things that you have seen in, in counseling sessions when you actually, cause there are a lot of, there's a lot of, um, and, and this is not against anybody, but there are a lot of Christian counselors 
who are, they, they say that they're Christian counselors because they're Christian, but they don't necessarily bring Christ into the center of the counseling. So that's one of the differences I kind of feel what you guys do is you'll say, okay, so this is what's going on with you, but let's see what Jesus has to say. So, so Carrie, why don't you, and then we're, we're going to talk about one of our favorite people. So, okay, <laughs> because oh, we have to talk about one of our favorite is, people. Yes. Okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit and let's share a little bit about what you have encountered through the Christian counseling process. Sure, exactly. Um, I just want to say that counseling is a profession and it's an amazing profession. And it's one of the most uh, professions that the Lord has mandated. In Isaiah 11, he tells us, he gives us the spirit of wisdom and understanding. And then he gives us the spirit of counsel and the counsel of might. So it's, it's, it's huge that God, when you're a Christian counselor, God really wants to be involved in that. And so we don't take away our professionalism as a clinical counselor. We use all of those tools when needed or if needed or if not needed. But we also listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, who is the counselor, because we understand that God knows them better than we do. And we get that God can get into a memory or to a lie faster than we can in years of counseling. So, oh, yeah. uh, so, so although we're using our professional counseling and our knowledge, we're always listening to Holy Spirit. In fact, I use every session. I start in prayer and I ask the Holy Spirit. I ask the angels to come in and I ask the spirit of God, the spirit of wisdom and counsel. I ask them to come inside and to be part. I mean, I think sometimes I can hear heaven tune into some of our, uh, some of our sessions because they're so amazing. And that we can feel the Holy Spirit's presence. I get a lot of, Carrie, how did you know that? How did you know that? And I said, because I counsel with the one who is a counselor. Because we have to remember that Jesus told his disciples, it is better that I go because I'm bringing you the Holy Spirit who is the counselor. And so we use our train, our prophetic voice. So I'm always listening to a prophetic vision or something about that person, whether it's a vision or a word. Sometimes the word I release right away. Sometimes I say, you know what? I just got a word from the Lord, but I'm going to wait to release that word to see what he's saying a little bit later. So we're using both the clinical knowledge. We're marrying that with the spirit of God, because if there's any profession out there, it would probably be the counseling profession that he really loves his counselors. And we are to be his hands and feet and his ears and his eyes, because one whisper from the Lord is better than anything a therapist can say by our own might. Absolutely. And one of the things that um, I'm just going to kind of move everybody over. One of the things that, um, that I have seen is that when Jesus comes into the counseling center, like when, when he's in, in the midst of it, it's a, it's a very different session. It's not a typical session where it's like, so tell me what you think, you know, and how do you feel about that? Because, you know, we, we all, you know, if you've never gone to a counselor or if you've never gone for any kind of um, any kind of like emotional healing or anything, you know, we can only go by what we see like on television or, or other, you know, other places where we have seen how counselors do it. And it's always about our feelings and it's always about the 
um, how we're responding to something. But when we bring Jesus in and we're, and he shows, well, their, res their response right now is because of a place of hurt mm -hmm. as opposed to, well, they're just feeling this way because of this other person, how they offended them or hurt them, whatever. But because they're now Jesus is saying, well, yeah, but they got hurt when they were five years old yes. because such and such happened, you know, that, that kind of shifts and changes things. So Margie, what, what are some of the differences? Because you're, you know, you've gone through the whole gamut. Like you, you know, you've gone through lots of different counseling and, and you're, you're very, very qualified. So what I made you move okay. into this? Okay. I think well, one of the main differences is that most um, counseling, secular counseling is more or less um, client centered. So it's really the client is kind of dictating what's going to happen or where it's going to go. And one of the major differences with being a Christian counsel like us, where we allow the Holy Spirit to reign, is that it's really spirit centered. Really the client is kind of dictating God, what's going to happen or where it's going to go. God is the one who, the um, I'm getting a feedback. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll take care of that. Okay. Um, it's really God who's in control of what happens and he directs. Like one of the things that I'm learning and growing even more in all the time is that um, one of the things God, I think, has called us to do is to help people to truly realize that they can hear. Mm -hmm. So we can call to help people hear on their own. Like, I, I don't want someone to be coming to me for six years or whatever. Like we could do in six weeks what maybe would take a really long time on their own. But right. because we open the, the gamut of hearing from God, then they can find out where that wound is or where that lie is or where that piece of forgiveness is that has to happen. Forgiveness is a huge part of what we do. And a lot of times I don't know if a lot of secular counselors, I, I think they do talk on it, but they mm -hmm. may, they may not focus a lot about that. And we know that without forgiveness, you really can't, you know, if we don't confess our sins and we don't forgive others, we're not going to be healed. Mm -hmm. So that's a big difference with what we do and what is out there in the world. And I don't want to put down because I think counselors are what we need. People need counseling. But I do believe that with the power of the Holy Spirit, we can accomplish more in a shorter amount of time and we can feel his presence. We can feel his love and we can just know that we're treasures to him. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. And when you start to understand you know, who you are in Christ, it changes things. It changes things for so many people. It mm -hmm. changes how you respond to things. It changes how you, um, how you try to fix things because you're, you're actually coming up when you know who you are, you come up higher. So mm -hmm. you're willing to do the work. And you're able to do the work. Mm -hmm. See, the thing is, if, if you don't know who you are, then it's scary to go to those places. Like yeah. say, Say I'm working with a couple and somebody doesn't know who they are, then they're always defensive. They're, they can't right. forgive. They're not right. able to because they don't feel secure. Right. Like they need to know who they are in Christ so that they can be secure in their relationships, so they can be secure in their life. Right. You know, that's exactly. Important. And that I believe is, is such a difference when you're looking at counseling um, of a typical nature versus doing a full-on Christian counseling with the Holy Spirit. I kind of feel that they should call it Holy Spirit Encounter. It should be like Holy Spirit Healing Sessions or Holy Spirit Encounter 
you know, sessions. Well, the thing is that if you want to reach the general public, you have to kind of keep counseling in there. Yeah, no, I understand that. But but it but what I'm saying is that because it really kind of it is. Right? Because there's such a difference. And and we're called, to, we're called to do that. Like, I feel like what God has shown me is there's a couple of things. One is my job is to help people embrace who they were created to be. And we we are temperament therapists as well as pastoral counselors. So we can you explain the temp, a, a temperament therapist as opposed to a, a, a Christian counselor? Because yeah. I think that that's important, too. OK. And I don't want to if Carrie wants to add something to that, do we want to bring her back in? Um, I'm going to ask her, Carrie, do you want to talk about temperament uh, counseling? Okay. (laughs) Okay. You're going to have to lower your volume because otherwise you're going to get feedback, honey. Okay. Uh, Can you hear me better? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. And I can't really hear Margie. I I know. I know. I know. It's okay. Okay. So temperament therapy is amazing. It's, it's a way that we really understand how God created um, each person that sits in our in our office. So when we give them the temperament analysis, we, it's called creation therapy. It's based off of Psalm 139 that God has created us and knitted us in our mother's womb and he knows every hair on our head. And temperament is not your personality, but it's your God-given temperament. It's how we respond. It's how we um, are in social settings and how we love one another and how we control. So once we understand someone's temperament, we are very much more equipped to understand why that person is responding the way they do and what, what they're needing and what they're not needing. For an example, um, when I did yours, Lisa, you know, um, we found that, that you're, um, I, I think, a sanguine in affection. So we know that you really needed a lot of love, a lot of affection. You needed a lot of affirmation, touch and feeling, touchy and feely. When a sanguine walks in the room, we understand that um, – that they need to touch. They need to, to be with people. It's very much of a need. And so oftentimes if singles were hurt or wounded or if they've been molested, things like that, then we understand that the very, very area that God gifted them in, that very area where they needed to feel that love and affection, they were wounded. So oftentimes we see a sanguine maybe that's stunted or, or, or not able to shine because of things like that. It'll, it'll really allow us to know of a melancholic temperament, which I get often, they're very introverted. They're very private and serious. So I know that I have to be different as I counsel them. I counsel God speaks to his children in all different kinds of ways. So I understand when I'm speaking to a melancholy that it's very private and serious. I understand that they're very black and white the way they think. And then I have to, I have to speak to them in a different time. I have to give them choices. They don't like to be told what to do. So I have to say, you know, did you consider this or this? And, and I have to even consult those who are married to a melancholy that please don't tell them what to do. Don't push them into social situations. They don't like to be pushed into social situations. So temperament therapy has really helped me as a therapist to understand the person in front of me a lot quicker, a lot faster than that of somebody who's coming in and I'm getting to know them over a period of time. This temperament therapy really allows me to get them get to know them in one session that could take somebody else a whole year. And it's mm. really been helpful and, and, and people are very amazed by the temperament. Like, wow, I cannot believe you know all of that from that temperament. And temperament therapy has been around for ages, over 2,000 years. But the study of man has been always studied. But this is it's either the phlegmatic, the sanguine, the supine, the choleric, or the melancholy. And so we give them that clinical test, and it really helps. So and- I, 
Uh, go ahead, Margie. I just want to add that one of the reasons that it's a really great tool is because if one of the things we're called to teach people is how to embrace who they were created to be, it's a great way for that to be. Like, I only do it, and I tell my clients, look, if if this ends up making you feel worse about yourself, then throw it out. Like, then it's then it's of no value to you. But my whole point in doing it with somebody is so that they grow in the knowledge of who they were created to be, and they embrace that person. They deal with their weaknesses and they capitalize on their strengths. And it's a great tool to help people, especially with couples even, like why that person does this and why he responds that way and what's important to him or her. Right. And that I think that is so because I didn't quite understand the whole temperament thing, you know, and it it was something that I was like, yeah, but but God, it. Okay, so what I thought and what I didn't understand, what I failed to recognize about these um, temperament testing was that if you if you have wounds, you're going to respond in a different, you're going to respond in a different way. So if you get healed, then your temperament is going to change. Exactly. Well, it's the manifestation of the behavior might change. Like sometimes you might be responding because of uh, um, how you were raised or your circumstances or your environment, but it may not be truly how you feel. So you might be appeasing someone else when you're not really getting to be who you were created to be. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. No, it totally does. And if like for me, because when I, when, when Carrie did my, my testing and she was like, well, that explains why you, you know, want to always be validated and, you know, and she says, there's nothing wrong with that. She says, it's the way that God created you. Right. So what we can do is we can take these, these places, which can sound like, well, why, well, why do you need to have all that validation? Why do you need that? Mm -hmm. But it's because that's the way that God made it. But in your when you're healed, if there are places in you in that part that are are broken, when those parts get healed, you're going to crave it in a different way. You're going to get it from a from a more positive way. You're not going to be looking for it in the negative. You're going to be looking for it in the more like in the healed way. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. Lisa, yeah. It, um, it Anyone also gives. Okay, go ahead. No, no, go, Carrie. It all, the temperament gives people permission to be who they are. It allows them, oftentimes a sanguine, they're meant to shine. Did you know that sanguines are meant to shine? And the okay. counseling suggestion for that is that you were meant to shine. And I had somebody who had tears in their eyes when I gave them permission to shine. So they said, so it's not, I don't have to feel guilty or I don't have to feel like, like I'm, I'm, I'm not being humble. I said, God created you to shine. And that's what he wants you to do is shine. So when they begin healing and they understand, then they become all that God created them to be. They can be the best sanguine that God created them. Sanguines are meant to be in the center stage and shine. The melancholies don't really want to be center stage. You know, the supines like to help backstage. So if all the temperaments work together and completely healed would be an amazing community. So it and really I gives people permission to be who they are. I give people permission. Yes, it's okay that you seek affirmation, but through the lens of God. In God, this is my need. You didn't just send me out there without, um, without preparing me and equipping me. One of my needs is recognition. So I don't go to people. I say, Father, you know, how am I doing, God? Am I doing good as counseling? I often work by myself. 
Lord, you know that oftentimes I need recognition. And I go to Papa, and Papa gives me that recognition in a way that's healthy. But I certainly don't just diminish it or say, you know what, I don't need it, because I know that the Lord has created me to need that. Margie, what um, you were saying? I, I was just going to say that, um, I mean, it's, it's permission to be who you were created to be, but we still have to deal with sin. You yeah. know, like in, in my weakness, God is made strong. Like I am, I'm, I was, and I, you know, well, let me say, I'm a sanguine compulsive, melancholy, sanguine compulsive. So growing up, okay. I needed a ton of love, affection and approval. Okay. And my, how I felt about me was not substantiated by God. It was by other people. So I often felt like a chicken without a head. I was running around just needing approval, you know, but as I have grown in this and as I've learned about myself, now my, my love, affection and approval is mostly coming from God. And I know that I'm loved. I know who I am. I don't need the same level. I don't need man to approve of me like I used to. But at the same time, I recognize that that's part of my temperament. That's part of my makeup. And that, you know, God uses those different things like, you know, the choleric. If you think of Saul, the cholerics are the ones who make the world go around. They they make people they make it happen. Right. They are the, the presidents, the, the whatever of the world. And sometimes they can do it very harshly. Like we use Saul versus Paul. You know, Saul was beheading Christians before he really got knocked off his horse. Right. But then he became Paul, who still a choleric, but under the under God's authority. And it mm. changed everything about him. And then right. he went around saying, oh, wretched man that I am. But recognizing I, I still have to go and bring this gospel to the world. Right. So he, he learned to embrace who God created him to be. And we're, that's, that's the goal, is to help us be all of what our destiny was created for. Right. And so when we're seeing things through a, a filter of, of being healed, of seeing ourselves in our true identity and our truest forms, that's when we're able to operate into those gifts and into the things that we've been called to do in the fullness, in its Thank fullness. You. That's, yeah. that's one of the, the things that I, I kind of want um, to say. I, I do, I do want to also talk about that um, in addition to the temperament, I also wanted to kind of share that you also, in, like you were saying earlier, that you guys were both saying that you try to encourage people to listen so that they can start to hear the Holy Spirit for themselves, that they can start to hear God for themselves. Because it's so important, especially in the days that we're living in, that we hear, that we know that God is speaking. And God doesn't just, he doesn't just speak to Margie. He doesn't just speak to Carrie. He doesn't just speak to Lisa. He speaks to everybody. But because sometimes our filters have been skewed, we don't believe that we're worthy of being heard. And so sometimes what will happen, a lot of people will, will think that, well, I, I, I came, and this is what I really want to talk about, is like I came from a pretty decent childhood. And yeah, I went through some stuff. It wasn't a big deal. But to understand that we all live in a fallen, broken world. Everybody has, has lived in, a, we all live in this fallen, broken world. And everybody has gone through stuff. 
Everybody has their stuff. I have my stuff. You guys have your stuff. Everybody has stuff. Because if we didn't have stuff, we wouldn't have come to Jesus. Just saying. I'm just going to preach right there. That's you know, because if we were perfect, we wouldn't need the per perfect one. Right? We realize our imperfection. And so we sought out perfection. So as we start to, to move into our things, we can still hit stopping blocks and we, we can feel like we're going around that same mountain. And we're like, gosh, I've prayed. I've done this. I've done that. And sometimes it's because there's a part inside of you that is stopping and blocking some of the blessings from coming. And sometimes it's that you just can't see yourself or there's a fear and there's sometimes underlying things that need to be dealt with. So I truly believe every single person who goes into ministry and is in any type of leadership always goes through some sort of inner healing, always, because it's so important. You can't, you can't minister to people if you're a broken mess. You just can't do it. So I just wanted to, to ask you guys, like, what are some of the benefits that somebody can get? Even if like, they're like, well, I really didn't have a lot of bad things, but what are some of the benefits? Because I really believe that when they go for a, it might just be one session, but it can really just shift things. All right. So, can I just say two things real quick about sure. that? And Carrie can answer that same question. Sure. Um, for me, I think for a lot of people, we're so busy. Like, I mean... I, I hate to say this, but thank God for quarantine sometimes because it, it was it was a pause, right? Like never again in the history of the world or never before in the history of the world have we had an opportunity like that. So for sometimes, sometimes I'll work with pastors and it's not because they have this major problem. It's because they need someone to process with. Like yes. we don't we don't set aside the time. We don't make it a priority and we don't process even what God's showing us. So I offer that as one thing is that you can come in and we can we can digest what God's been showing you. And the other thing is that with the power, like a lot of people have distorted images of God because their their view of the, the divine Godhead, which is the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, has been altered through their relationships with people like mother, father, siblings, friends. Right. Right. So we can we can undo that. We can break that down and we can remove the lies that they believe because the Holy Spirit in us will respond to what God's showing them. And that to me is a huge difference because you can come in and just process and you don't have to have all this baggage. You could just need to be like, you know, I'm, I feel like a block. I, I, I'll just use as an example, I had hurt my, my back at one point and I was really offended by the Lord and God really showed me because I took the time to listen to him that I had built up a fence you know, and then I needed to ask for forgiveness or repent of being offended by mm. him. And I'm processing through with another friend of mine who's a pastor. Um, it just really helped me to see. And, you know, just different opportunities like that. Well, you're not going to get that in your day to day life. But if you set aside the time to do it on a, a in a session, you might only have to come one time, you know, maybe right. three, maybe four, you know, right. just and the process. And sometimes it's like kind of like a coaching thing where you just need help to kind of, I just need you to help me process this. So that's a lot of what I do too. Right. And I, I think that that's really important. I mm -hmm. especially if you're in ministry, I think it's really, really important. But I, I just kind of wanted to go back to one of the things about how sometimes we can get mad at God and we're mad at God, but, but we're mad at God because there was a hurt or there was right. a wound that we didn't deal with that is now 
raising something up in us because we come to him like children. So sometimes it kind of brings up some, some wounding from our past and that's where we can kind of get stuck. And that's another thing, like when you're working with a counselor and the Holy Spirit kind of reveals something, sometimes th there's an I issue. Like I, I, another thing that happened with me is I forgave, given my father, I can't tell you how many times, but God revealed this memory that kept coming back when I thought of him. And I'm like, Lord, why is that still there? And he showed me that at that time that that happened, two things had happened to me. A, 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 like a demon had kind of latched on in my thinking and I had believed a lie about father God mm. and I needed to repair those things in order for those blocks between me and daddy, father God mm -hmm. to be out of the way. So I could sit in his lap and talk to him. And the same thing happens with mother wounds because mother yeah. wounds will cause issues with Holy spirit because Amen. Holy spirit Amen. is another part of, of the yeah. Godhead. And so yes. if you have mother wounds, it's hard for you to have that same kind of, um, have that same expression with, um, with, with Holy spirit, because you can't trust Holy spirit because of those things. So you won't right. know. You, you'll, you'll have to fix that. Correct. Right. And it's, it's interesting. What about Karen? I feel bad. Carrie's like, no, she's, about, she's the, about to come up. <laughs> oh, she heard you. <laughs> she heard you. So, um, hold you on. Can't see her. Can you gone away? I, oh, no, we can't hear you, honey. <laughs> can't hear you. Go back, go back. <laughs> it's going to be one of those things. Um, but what what sometimes happens is, um, you know, as we get healed, we can actually go into a deeper intimacy with the Lord. We can go into a deeper understanding of who God is and Holy Spirit. And we can now see the triune God. And sometimes if we have wounds with our husband, we can't go to Jesus. Right. And siblings, like if we had brothers and sisters who hurt us yep, or yep, yep. even friends, like if you've had bad experiences with friends, then Jesus isn't very, he, you know, he's, he's, his image to us is damaged because of those relationships. That And that's so good. So if you have a good, like I always had a very, very good relationship with my dad, even though there was some stuff, I was still always able to go to God. I was always, and it was easy for me to transition to that daddy place and Holy Spirit, I wanted to know, but I couldn't know. I just, and it, there were some things that, that were kind of stopping and blocking. Yeah. And some of it was my mother's stuff, but I, I dealt with a lot of it before. But you know what? You, you think that you deal with everything, but then some stuff gets so stuck in the back of your head that you don't even realize. And it takes the Holy Spirit to kind of pull it out. And God taught me early on that the whole process is like an onion, you know, you peel it away like and, and that he can't get to the real root sometimes because it's too painful and you're not ready to go there. So you have to kind of do it in seasons of your life. I do believe, though, that now the season that we're in currently is things are accelerating. Yeah. So things may have taken longer before, even just in counseling is happening so much quicker because the spirit of the living God is showing up even more than he used to. So, and I don't know what, I think that's just because Isaiah, you know, like this, he's going to drop his spirit upon all men Yeah, and, you know, we're going to know him. And I think that's what, hap what is happening. So people are getting healed quicker than they've been in the past. Absolutely. That's what I, I, and I totally agree with that. And I, I'm bringing Carrie up. Um, we're going to see if, can we hear you? Can you hear me? Yay! 
Yay! Oh, you hear her too. I can hear everybody. You can hear. Oh, no, I can't see you, but that's okay. I'd rather hear you. We can hear. That's all that. All right. So thank you, Jesus. Good stuff, Margie. That was really good. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Carrie. Okay. So, all right. I want to, I, I want to go, I want to go to our favorite person. Okay. So we, we, the three of us, Jesus? huh? Jesus. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yes. I want to go to, to someone who, um, because when, um, when Carrie met this young lady, she didn't want anything to do with God. She just didn't want anything to do with God. But what God did through these, through both Carrie and, and Margie, she, they have just, they have pulled this, this young lady and it's, it's truly amazing. Some of the stories of some of the things that you guys have done and how your, your patience, your love, your endurance, how you fight. That's the other thing. You guys will fight for the people that you counsel spiritually, you will. We love them. We love them. We can't help it. We, you, to know, to, to be a part of our counseling is we love you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how not to. We've learned to let God be the manager of that, but we can't get to know somebody without loving them. Right. Right, Carrie? Uh, Carrie just disappeared again. So it's okay. We're going to, we're going to, it's okay. We're going to get her back and it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, one of the the things that um that I truly do love is as you as I was saying is that you guys will go you will go into to um to the courts of heaven for people you will go to to the to the throne room you will sit there and and fight demons because let's talk about it cuz you know I I'm just going to say we are in a spiritual battle. Amen. Anybody who is listening, there are people who are waking up to the fact of, holy crud, demons are real. <laughs> and we're like, uh, where have you been? You know, but, but, but people don't believe it. And there have been so many beautiful testimonies where God has just brought these individuals to your counseling practices and how they became they become your children sometimes it's it's different because you know there's that fine line between they, they call it like patient and uh you know the patient and the doctor kind of thing but when jesus is in it it's it kind of he becomes the physician he becomes the counselor so there so you're just standing there in the gap as a as a friend or sometimes as a mother, or sometimes as um, as a pastor. So, um, what are what are some of the? I want to talk. I want to talk about some of that the happy things. I want to talk about some of the incredible break free moments without without giving away too much information. Is that is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, is Car- Carrie? Is she not yet? Here? She'll be back. I'll let you. Okay. We'll get her back up here. Okay. I just I feel like I'm hogging the show here, and I don't like that. That's but, okay. Um... <laughs> I can I can always have her back on, and you know what? This is okay. this is Jesus's show, so he's he's That's in true. control. Well, I've had a lot of amazing, amazing things happen where, um, you know, after a short amount of time, I've had people say, "I can't believe 
you know, what happened and, and how much happier I am and how much I realize how much God loves me and what I can just see. And, you know, they've had their eyes opened. Like, I, I really, truly believe that once your spiritual eyes are open, there's no shutting them, you know. So when people have experienced God on that level, it's hard for them not to want more of that. And that's a beautiful thing. And God shows up for that. And so I've had, I, I don't know if I can tell individual stories because I just, I mean, I have a lot in my head, but right. it's just, it, I just would be afraid of, um, well, I, that's know. why I'm saying to, to just say, um, a person got broken free of years of abuse, years of, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing specific, yeah. but just because there are certain stigmas that, People say can't be healed and Jesus right. can heal everything. Amen. So I'm bringing, Amen. I'm going to bring up Carrie and we're going to see if we can get her. Let's see if we can do this. Can you hear us? No. Can't hear you, honey. <laughs> I'm back. Okay. So. <laughs> so I've seen a lot of like marriages saved. I've seen. You know, people that thought they couldn't, um, you know, like with God in it, like even if people come in and they're very distant because they're I use Dr. Willard Harley's material in my practice. And, um, you know, I do I have my own practice and I do pr work with Revelation Perfect Love as well. But um, I do a lot of couples counseling and I use Dr. Willard Harley's material and I teach people about their love bank and how to maintain that and how to protect it. But sometimes when the love bank is empty. People think I mustn't have ever loved her or him. Right. Mm. And with God in the center of that, that can change. Yes. Like when, when you're really trusting him and you put a hiatus on, I'm out of here. You know, like you really can't, you can't have the back door open and expect to see change happen. But yes. when you recommit that we're going to put aside this time and we're not going to talk about any other option. And we're going to say, I'm, I'm in this for the, the, the work that needs to be done. And then with the forgiveness issues and the, the opening of the vulnerability and then the person being committed to meeting the other person's needs and filling up the love bank and then getting rid of the love busters and all those things, they add together. And it is just amazing what God can do if we allow him to be in the midst of it. I mean, sometimes it's not enough um, to just do the, the work if we don't invite the Holy Spirit to tender our hearts. Right. You know, because if we're tender hearted towards each other, we're not going to allow the vulnerability that's required to fix a damaged relationship. And that can happen between mothers and daughters and fathers and sons and, you know, husbands and wives. Relationships are really a, a big part of what God needs to reconcile because he's all about reconciliation. Absolutely. He's he's always about that. Carrie, can we hear you? Uh, nope. We must start. I know. I know. I know. Try. Yeah. Um, okay. Try yeah. to. Are you on Wi-Fi? Get off of Wi-Fi and log back in. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll just, I, I'll just I know. It's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just one of those. It's just one of those days today. But okay. So I do. I do want to talk about something because somebody did mention they say, you know, is it possible to come in to be delivered of fear? Well, absolutely. Fear really? is not of God. Anything that is not of God can be cast out, right? 
Right. And and a lot of times we have an open door, like door, fear is a doorway, right? And under it is anger. And let me just read my list. I have my whole list of what's under it. Worry, unbelief, anger is under hatred. So there's like these four doors. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but it's like nope, fear, hatred, fear, hatred, sexual sin, and the occult and witchcraft. So a lot of our troubles fall under one of those four doors. But under fear, we have worry, unbelief, the need to control, anxiety, isolation, apathy, and drugs or alcohol. So what God can do with us in a session is he can walk us through the different doors that are open and how it got open. Like we can go back to how did that doorway get open, you know, and Lord, can you show me who I need to forgive to shut it? You know, what right. legal right does the enemy have to keep that open? And, and right. what lie may I be believing that I need to renounce? And then right. what we do is major exchange. Like we give him the lie and we get what God wants us to believe. And we get to move forward from that place. And it's huge. And then after we go through each thing that maybe the Lord is highlighting in terms of how that door to fear is maintaining its openness, we get the Lord to shut the door. And I often, I, I have them imagining seeing Jesus slam that door shut and cover oh, it on. with blood, like seal it. Like it's yep. not going to be open again. And yep. so people walk through the process and then they get free. Yep. I agree. And um, Carrie, you're back. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> we're going to get you on here. Okay. So <laughs> we were talking about like some of the things that have have happened. Like one of the things we talked about, you know, can somebody come in and get, get delivered and get healed of fear? Let's also talk about there are some other things, you know, sometimes rejection and abandonment are, are huge. People who have really hard times having connections with people because they constantly feel, well, they, they, you know, this person left and this person is this and that, you know, they're always having all this turmoil. So I know that you've dealt with some different people, Carrie, that you have absolutely helped them to, to break free of that rejection and abandonment issue. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for keeping and keep trusting me to come on here. Uh, I don't know what you guys talked about in deliverance, but we also use deliverance in, in our counseling sessions because we see that we're body, soul, and spirit. And then oftentimes if I'm counseling somebody over the root of rejection and I still see that it has a big hold on them, then we understand that there's a, some kind of demonic stronghold in there and that we have to get to the root and pull it out and see what legal right it has. And so oftentimes when counselees come into our practice, they don't realize the battle and they don't realize that they can have demonic strongholds um, in their soul area. So I actually give them a diagram to show them, explain to them, I give them Bible verses. And I allow them to understand that we need some spiritual help here from the Holy Spirit, that we need to get into that stronghold of rejection. And just like Margie was saying, using visual visuals is really awesome. Sometimes I'll have them picture them when they got rejected, maybe at three or four or five or six. We'll go back to that time when they got really rejected and they kind of agreed to that spirit of rejection. And we close that door. We bring Jesus in and we help them close that door and we kick it out once and for all. And um, so also this is the best counseling because we're, we're, we're doing deliverance as well when, it, mm -hmm. when it's needed. And, and it's not ugly. It's not ugly deliverance. It's clean and, you know, nice. It's just it's beautiful. 
it's a beautiful spiritual process that the Lord would reveal it. Um, I think it's in Proverbs twenty fifty where it says that the, the man's heart is like deep waters, but it takes uh, a man of counsel to get into that heart. I think it's Proverbs 25, 25. But really, we're so honored that we're God's tools, that we're God's eyes, that we get to see how much God loves people. I think, if anything, I get to see how much God is so in love with the person sitting in front of me. I get to see the perfect love they have for this person. And that's where my eyes go. I already see what God sees. I already understand where God is taking them. And we just get the symptoms and we just, we just see God. If you want to see God love someone, I think it's never, never like in the counseling session in that setting. If we don't love, if we don't bring his love, if we don't reveal his perfect love, then we're not doing it right. We're just not doing it right. And in God's perfect love is freedom and Mm -hmm. freedom of a stronghold that's been there for years. God wants to get to that. Otherwise, you'll be counseling for the next 50 years of the same old thing, wondering why you can't get free. So as counselors, and I like what Margie said, I did hear you because I had my other phone on. I like what you said about how he's accelerating that healing right now. Yes, come on. He's accelerating that healing. When when, when somebody comes in, I think Margie and I were talking about this um, the other day, that when somebody comes into our office, it really is like a season. It really is a season of, of getting them in, getting to know them, seeing what God is doing, uh, getting, getting them that freedom, and then helping them maintain that freedom. That's our goal. Our goal is that when they walk into our, our, our practice, that they are changed and everlasting change, everlasting change, and that they understand how, who they are and they understand who God is. That's so good. That's so good. And it, especially because of what we've just gone through as a nation, we've all been traumatized. Mm-hmm. We've all been traumatized. Yeah. It's not over, you know, there's mm-hmm. still, you know, there's still a lot going on. That's right. And so there are people who strong believers, super strong believers, but have been faced with a, a situation that is completely out of their control, that, that they can't pray away, that they can't speak away, that they have to go through. Because I think there's been a lot of teaching, and I'm not going to get into the whole semantics of it, but there are a lot of people who don't believe that, that the body of Christ is going to go through the tribulation. Now, I personally do. I personally do because uh, if the body of Christ doesn't go through the tribulation, how the heck is the rest of the world going to get saved? I'm just saying, you know, you have to have, even if not every, I, I say to people, I'm like, well, look, if you want to go bye, but leave me here because we got work to do because there are a lot of people who need to come. So we, we went through this, this huge thing. We're still going through it. We're watching stuff every day unfold. And so there are people who have dealt with loss, have dealt with fear. Fear is a constant right now. It's a constant. You have, you have hopelessness. You have every single bit and piece of what the enemy tries to do to stop and to block the blessings of God. And so you guys must be inundated with people at this point. But what, what I think what we really try to help them do is not focus on that. It's like Peter getting out of the boat and not falling into the water, 
Like we have to keep our eyes on Jesus. We have to keep our eyes on whatever it is God's calling us to do. And so we have to we have to be fighting that diligently and allowing ourselves to see ourselves with the scroll that was written for us so we mm-hmm. can become the force of change that God needs us to be on the earth. Like if we're living in fear, we're not going to be a part of that, of the change, right? So right. we have to help people to put fear behind them and go out in the courage and the tenacity that God has given them to be because we are his hands and feet. Like we are going to be the ones that transform change. He's he's coming back for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. And we ah. need to be clear. That's so good. So, okay. So Carrie, because, you know, people are, as, as I was saying, you know, some people are just like, really, how are you dealing with like some of your, your clients just to give them that, like, you know, keeping them in that place of, nope, God's still there. He's still in control. He's still 100%. You know, have you seen that as people have been getting healed, that they have less of that, that, that fear as you're seeing the, the shifting? Are you starting to see some things, you know, well, sh- shifting in your practices? Depending on the client, you know, each one is different, but we do give them permission to be mad at God and express that, you know, maybe they think that God isn't going to protect them, maybe from a trauma or some kind of childhood thing that God isn't going to protect them. So we get to really understand how, what they're thinking of God, what they're thinking, how God is going to protect them. Is God there? Because fear often means it's a false protector. It means God won't protect me. So I need this false protector. Fear is going to allow me to know that I have to be afraid and to watch out, to be careful, to stay home. So it's a false protector. So I always tell them fear is like a friend that said to you, you need me because I'm going to make sure nothing happens to you. Because think about it. Fear is such a liar. Fear says, I'm a, I'm a false protector. You don't need Jesus. And then they begin to panic because it's all about what they have to do to avoid things. I have to put on my gloves, my mask. I have to do all these things. I mean, that's, that's okay. I'm not saying that's not okay, but if it's fear based, then that's not okay. Right. Because God is our protector period. God is our protector. And I think it breaks his heart when he thinks that his children will not be protected by him. Mm. And And so fear is a false protector. That's so good. Yeah. That is so good. There was something else that you you teach your kids about fear, about I'm trying to remember what it was. It was so good. You and I were doing, we did a little Facebook Live and you you were talking about, what was it? You were saying that you tell, uh, what was it now? But you tell your kids how they should talk to to fear. Um, I think that I tell them that it's, it's a bully. Mm-hmm. I often tell them it's a bully. Maybe that's what we were talking about, that, mm-hmm. that fear is a bully. And that until you have an authoritative voice back, it's going to keep bullying you. Because, right. And I, I actually do with kids. I love it. I do um little role plays. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to act like the bully. And then you act like you. And then I'm going to bully you. And then you respond to me. And then they're like, oh. and so I act like fear. I'm like, you, you know, it's never going to happen. You can't go outside. And I'll, I kind of bully them. And they respond in the way they know and then I switch the roles and then I go okay now I'm going to be you and I'm going to teach you how to speak to fear back so that's so I, good so then I teach the kids so then I go well, just bully me just say something you know and they go oh okay uh you're no, you're no good you you'll never amount to anything and then I show them I say 
excuse me, get back <laughs> away from me, do not speak to me, do not even look at me, knucklehead. <laughs> and, and so, and I say, I say to them, so how, what was that like when I responded with like this? She's like, I was really like, I really, you really meant it. Like you really meant it. And I'm like, that's the way you speak to the lies that you hear. You don't entertain them. You don't, you, you, it's a bully and you tell them who you belong to. Come on. Let them know that you are the child of the most high God. And you tell them that they're not even to look your way. So. Come on. And then you fix your crown. <laughs> you fix your crown. <laughs> and you fix your crown and you move on, right? Yeah. Okay. You move on. So so the other thing I wanted to to ask you guys, because um you guys have been doing a lot more things with Zoom. You guys have been we've been a zoom, zoom, zooming, a zoom. Right, zoom, 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 zoom. So we, right? So we've been we've been doing these Zoom meetings because of the social distancing stuff. Anyway, um, here in New Jersey, we'll put it that way. But um, what I love is that Jesus is outside because a lot of people, you know, will say, "Oh, well, I have to go see my, I have to go, I have to go see them, I have to go touch them," but. You guys have still had the same powerful encounters, the same. Jesus hasn't changed. Proximity has changed, but Jesus hasn't changed. And so Jesus can still come in through the video. Amen. Actually, I think it's amazing what what God's done with this whole Zooming thing or if even phone calls. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always done kind of phone sessions if someone's further away or they move or something like that and they want to stay in touch. But with Zoom, you can do whole families and you can, you know, you can see each other and you can see the expressions on their faces. It really has changed how it is. It's it's like having them in my office. So for right. me, it hasn't really it, it hasn't really changed anything because the Holy Spirit still shows up and I still can see what they're going through or what I the expression that I need to see on their face or whether God's touching them. It's been amazing. I'm 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 kind of a zoomer. See, I'm telling you, this is, and I believe the acceleration because it's, things are happening quicker. I just see like things are happening quicker. I've, I know that, that you guys do a banquet, um, which I've been very uh, honored to be a part of. And at these, at the banquet, you have some of the, the different individuals who've been a part of Revelation Perfect Love. And let, I, I do want to just say some things about Revelation Perfect Love. First of all, it is nonprofit so that people who can't afford counseling are never denied. They're never denied because they have money put aside for individuals who can't pay for to be healed. They can't pay. So that's one of the reasons that Revelation Perfect Love, and I'm going to actually, if you guys can just um, tell me what that link is so I can put that up because I do want to put that up too. I forgot to do that. Um, but um, people have been making donations and have been really helping other people because that's the whole, the whole thing. You know, we're supposed to be the hands and the feet. And sometimes people won't go because they don't think they have the means. But you even eliminated that. You've eliminated so many things that have stopped and blocked people from getting the help and the healing that there's no excuse to not finally get it. Amen. We just like to offer that. Um, oftentimes they go through their insurance um, and, and sometimes they're just limited to what kind of help they can get in that manner. 
And so um, we, we like to raise money so that we're able to then heal all the people that come through to us. I mean, we believe people that come to us are God anointed. It's really the people that come as God has them on their mind already and that they come to us and we don't want to deny them the real healing that God is doing right now, the emotional freedom, the emotional healing that God has to offer. I mean, we definitely can use more donations. Um, we're new at the not-for-profit thing. We're not experts whatsoever. I think that we're going on our, our third year in third November. Year. Um, That's and, and crazy. Really continue to use those um, uh, <laughs> use those, those donations to help people who are in need. We, um, what, are you going to say something, Marjorie? Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah. I was Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was also going to add that we also do workshops and webinars. That's what I was going to say. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so we are a counseling ministry and a teaching ministry. So we 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 can expand the the you know how many people we can reach by doing these workshops. So if people are part of a church that they host a workshop or they need a speaker at or you know they they can invite us to come. Or we can bring the materials that God has given us and we can do a greater, you know, we can we can reach more people. And then we minister to people at the end of the workshop and we pray over them. And, you know, a lot happens. It's pretty powerful. Oh, yeah. And the other thing, too, is that you guys have been called to the youth. You both have such a heart and such a calling to to the youth, to young people, to, I would say, from 20 to early teens, early, early teens. But that's kind of, that's like your, that's your focus. And I've I seen, know, we, we love, I mean, we would love to impact more young 20 year olds. Yeah. Um, we would love to impact them. I, I just think getting the platform to do so um, and, and, and getting into the schools. I mean, I was able to get into a school to speak to a Christian youth group, uh, things like that to equip them to empower the Christians that are already there to allow them to be uh, powerful in the power of God. Um, that is our goal. We are looking into um, more online workshops that we're doing right now. We just did a unity workbook that is pretty, I guess it's a companion guide that, that allows people to understand how important unity is in the home in your marriage and in the church. And um, I don't know, Lisa, we can, if you'd like, we can um, offer that to your, your viewers. Oh, um, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, we, we worked hard on that one and uh, we have that to offer. Okay. If they make any donation whatsoever, okay. we'd love to give them that unity workbook. Okay. So if you guys, um, let's just put that up then. So if people are interested in going, they would just go to revelationperfectlove.com. Yeah. Slash donate. Donate. Mm -hmm. And then put that they want the Unity booklet. Yeah, just let them know they want the Unity workbook and just um, give us their email or just or this, they can just type in their email and we'll, and we'll, we'll send them email. Okay, so they can just go and then uh, forward slash uh, donate? Correct. Okay, so I'm going to put that up. So then that way, perfect love. Donate. Okay. And so what you guys are going to do is, is, is there a place for them to leave a message or something? If they just write their email in the comments below, uh -huh. then we'll grab that and we'll, we'll send it to them. Perfect. Perfect. So if you guys want to get a, a copy of their book, which is called Unity, it's a workbook. 
Is that it's, what it was called? It's, it's a companion guide to one of the webinars that we did. Okay. Um, we're working. We're working on more material to actually um, send out or to to show people what we're doing. But this is just a, a workbook or a, a companion guide that we put together. Okay. Okay. Well, that that sounds that sounds amazing. So, and I also I do want to also. Um, I do want to go a little bit because we kind of touched about it just a little bit. And I wanted to talk about how sometimes because you, you were talking about the books and you were talking about the scrolls, you know, that that God has beautiful plans for people. He has beautiful, beautiful plans for people and that they're actually written on scrolls. And because both of you guys can see, which a lot of people can see, but we need to open up our eyes. But as we start to see in the spirit you can see what the things that God has said about them. Like sometimes, you know, Carrie, Carrie calls a lot of her young ladies that come in her gems because she sees them as the precious gemstones that God wears on his finger in his rings. He carries, he wears the rings and we believe that, that they, he's, it's not scriptural, but I'm just saying that we could just imagine that God has rings with the ch with all of his beautiful children's, you know, the gems of them, that there is something he says that there is a scripture that does talk about the gems that we are, we are like gems in his eyes. Right. So there is, um, there's something about being able to have a heavenly perspective of your destiny. So you know exactly what you're supposed to move into. Correct. Right. Well, one of the things in Psalm 139, where it talks about thine eyes have seen my unformed substance and in thy book, they were all written. Ooh, the days so that were ordained for me when as yet there was not one of them. Hmm. So God, God has a plan for every one of us. And I believe that he wants to reveal that plan as we go. You know, I don't think he gives us the whole plan at one time, but I think that we can have bits and pieces and we can know, but we have to know that that's the thing. We're not just struggling through life. We're not just hoping it ends well and we end up in heaven. You know, we're here to do a job that God has ordained and we need that's to so be seeking it so that we are living out the destiny that was ordained since before time, you know, here right. on earth. Well, and that, that's the whole thing. So if we know, if God says that I know exactly the plans I have for you, right? And we right. can see because they're written. They're written in a book. Yeah. There's a mm -hmm. book. There are books in heaven that yeah, have I our think, destinies. And, and so I think we, we need to start asking yeah. him to reveal it to us. Yes. Come on. That's the whole thing. It's that in when you when you have the when you have the presence of the Holy Spirit. When you, you have the availability to talk to the father in these sessions and you can ask the questions and you can, and the person who's with you can say, well, what is it that God sees for me? Or what is it that God thinks of me? You can also see sometimes where people get stuck is based on their destiny. A lot of the times people who have the biggest blockages is in their greatest anointings. That's, right. that's at least what I have found. That's right. You know, so let, let me just ask you guys a question. Would you, um, I don't know if you want to do it together, but I just feel like you guys are supposed to kind of pray just over those who are listening and just to release just whatever the Lord is, is, is sharing with you. How do you guys feel about that? Can you still well, hear me? Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Why don't I start and then Carrie, you finish. Okay. All right. So Father God, I thank you that we get to represent you. I thank you that all of your children have been called by you to be and to do great exploits in the name of the King. I thank you, Lord, that we get to bring the kingdom of the living God to this dark earth, this dark kingdom, that we get to shine the light in and we get to bring other people to an understanding of how valuable they are to you. We thank you, Lord, that you love your children. You love all of your children and you wish that none would perish. And you have designed your children to rise up and be. And especially in such a time as this, where the world is facing fear and hatred and violence and all these yes. things that seem so disparaging, but the power of the living God dwells within your children. And as we shine the light, Lord God, as all these listeners shine the light, the world will be changed forever. Because the, you say in your word that Christ in us is the hope of glory. So we ask, Lord God, that your glory would come, that it would cover us and it would bring it into the earth and into every single sphere of influence that each one of us gets to go into. And we thank you, Lord, that you have written a book about each and every one of us. And you will help us to see what that book says and that we will be faithful to walk it out. We lift up every single person and we ask, Lord God, that they would be hungry for their scrolls, that they would ask to see what you've called them to do and that they would be faithful and walk in it. And we thank you, Lord, that we get to serve you, that we get to represent you, and that we get to see your children transformed before our eyes because they trust in you. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for your perfect love, God, that your mm. love is so amazing and that you're crazy about every single person that is right now just watching. You're crazy mm. about them and that you say that they're the apple of your eye, God. So I just pray for anyone who's considering counseling, considering inner healing, and that they would just go, Father, and that they would be free. I speak to every person that's listening right now to let them know that the Father loves you. He's protecting you, and He wants to give you freedom, and He wants to let you know your destiny and your plan, and that He will take all the pain and all the suffering, and He will use it for good because that's what He does. He cleans up messes. He restores marriages. He restores you. He restores family, and everything that the enemy even tried to touch, Jesus will pay back. So now it's time for that payback to come. It's time for the anointed counselor. It is time for you and your family to become whole, to become healed. It is time for your marriages to be restored and that the enemy would leave and that you get the understanding and the knowledge and the counseling and the might that's mandated in Isaiah 11, that he is the mighty counselor and he is here to counsel you. Hallelujah. Yes. We all have access. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, did I lose Carrie? I did. Oh, jeez. I was waiting for her to finish and she got she got frozen. So Lord, we just, we just thank you. We thank you for revelation, perfect love, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for the hearts that have been so diligent to and obedient 
to the calling of your children, Lord. We thank you for Carrie and Margie, and we thank you, Father God, for their relentless pursuit of freedom. Lord, we thank you, Father God, for their hearts have been yearning to help others see you and to see themselves in the perfection of how you created them, Lord. I thank you, Daddy, that you have brought different individuals to them and that they have impacted their life in such profound ways, Lord, that they could never go back to the way that they were. Lord, I ask you to open up more doors into more opportunities, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for the willingness of those who come forward, who are willing to do the work that it takes in order to be free once and for all, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for their boldness and for their bravery as they have had to endure and have had to battle some harsh criticism, Lord, but they have stand and they have stood inside of you and inside the perfection of you, knowing that this is the right course that they are on. Lord, I just thank you for their husbands and for their families and for the support. Lord, I ask you, Father, that you just bring just a refreshing over them and to bring an enlightenment to the heavy loads that they have been carrying, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for the favor and for the opportunities that are at their disposal, Lord. I thank you for the open doors that are coming. And I thank you, Father God, for the books that are coming too. So Lord, we just thank you for this time together, Lord. Let every single heart lift up in unity, knowing that you are the author and the finisher of every perfect work. Lord, we thank you that this time that we have been here, that our hearts have been, have been being prepared and have been healed in some ways by some of the things that we have seen and we have um, endured during this difficult time. We just thank you, Papa, that you are that you are so good, that you are so faithful, and we thank you that you love us with an everlasting love, and that you are going to see every good and work that you have put inside us, and you're going to see it to completion. So we just thank you for this time, and we just praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. So I don't know. We're going to see if Carrie can come back. I'm going to try. We'll see. But we're going to, um, because it's already 925. So I just wanted to um, encourage you guys to go to their website, revelationperfectlove.com. There is a donate button if you would like to donate because they are a nonprofit. And so that is for people who are not able to pay for any type of counseling. I also encourage you just to reach out to them and maybe even just send them a prayer. Just even send them some encouragement because especially in these days, it's it's sometimes you're pouring out and you're pouring out and you're pouring out. And sometimes it's nice to get something poured back in. I'm just saying. So if, if, if God leads you know, put something on your heart that you want to bless them, just go ahead and go, go ahead and do so. But if you also have a word of encouragement, I just think it would be a great thing for you to go check out their website, pray for them. That's another thing that they could use. They can use prayer because when you're starting something that's a grassroots project, you need to have prayer to give it the legs. You need to have prayer to help it to stand. You need to have prayer to help it to move and to go further and faster than you need than than if you're just doing it by yourself. It says, you know, that where a lot of people pray, you know, it pushes things into a whole new direction. So as we stand unified and we can see what, you know, and you guys didn't even get to hear, we didn't get to hear any of the stories. But but I do understand that um 
that some things some things are um are a timing thing and that timing is coming that timing is coming there will be some testimonies that are going to come forth and that are going to show how god has done just amazing things and to see his glory poured out and has been poured out both through you and through Carrie has just been such a, a privilege and such an honor for me to, to witness. And I get to hear the stories and it's just, it just boggles my mind how God is moving, just moving powerfully through revelation, perfect love. So did you have fun? Yeah, this is great. Well, good. I'm so glad. So, and um, just stay tuned because I know that uh, both Margie and Carrie are, are working on trying to do podcasts. So you'll be hearing more from them. So I will definitely be sharing that. So if you guys um, just want to say thank you so much, Margie, thank you so much for coming on Touch by Prayer. Carrie, mm -hmm. I love you. Thank you for coming on. I know it's been, it's been quite a kind of a crazy show, huh? <laughs> but that's okay. Mm -hmm. We got, we got through it, right? We did it. We got through and it. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much for having us on. Absolutely. We really appreciate you and your ministry and all that you you do to help us. Oh, to support well, I us. love so you guys. I do love you guys. So um, like I said, if you guys are interested, you can go to revelationperfectlove.com forward slash donate. Definitely check them out. You can also listen to Star 99.1 for Ask Carrie. That's on, I think, Friday mornings. You can you can hear it. So you can definitely check it out. But there is there is so much more coming. There's so much more coming, coming to uh, to you guys and to your ministry. So thank you guys for for coming on. Thanks, Lisa. Love Absolutely. you. Love you too. So thank you guys for coming on and spending some time with me on Touch by Prayer. Remember, you can always check out the show and you can share it. You can go out and check out my YouTube channel, which is Touch by Prayer TV. You can also follow me. I have a podcast on Podbean, Touch by Prayer, Spotify, Touch by Prayer. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram, Touch by Prayer. And now I'm doing a Periscope and it's called Crown Chats. That's right. You can listen to me on Periscope. So you can go and find me on Touch by Prayer. It's called Crown Chats, and it's basically discussions from a heavenly perspective. So there's lots of new and fun things coming from me and from what God is doing, and I'm getting excited. Daddy's Girl is not gone. It's just a little delayed, but it will be coming back, and there is some more stuff coming. So I'm super excited. I hope you guys have had a great time here on Touch by Prayer. Thank you guys so much for sharing. Thank you so much for uh, staying on board, and just remember to go out and touch someone. Good night.